Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I think you're in for a delightful conversation. The topic tonight is unity consciousness and why every human is important. And our guest tonight is Francine Vale. We're going to bring Francine on in just a minute. But I wanted to just touch on the notion of some of the more esoteric aspects of our humanity. Of our humanity. Um, we've talked about many, <laughs> we've talked about many many topics on this radio show, and uh, um, so sometimes the the more esoteric uh, truths of who we are don't really come into our everyday conversation. So I'm really excited about tonight's episode. We're going to take a, a, a a much deeper look, perhaps, at uh, at our human paradigm, our human story, and some of the people that are here to help humanity find its way as we kind of uh, uh, step hand in hand through this karmic tsunami, if you will. Um, so without further ado, I think we should get right to it. Francine Vell is our guest tonight. She is an angel healer shaman a metaphysical teacher of personal spiritual growth and all things related to higher consciousness. Francine is the author of Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, and another book called Sarah. Francine's hallmarks are authenticity and integrity. In 1991, her spirit guide revealed himself to her, showing Francine images of her true authentic self, a golden light being. He spoke of their home planet and reminded her of her destiny on earth. In this way, with spiritual guidance of utmost gentleness and loving kindness, and through experiences of profound wonder and teachings of, of profound wisdom, and all the while maintaining relationships and holding on to her New York lifestyle until it could no longer be sustained. Francie's life was changed forever. If you want to punch up her website while we talk, it's FrancineVail.com. F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-V-A-L-E dot com. Join me in welcoming Francine to the show. Francine, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Wes. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for that lovely introduction. So, yeah, we're going to talk about unity consciousness, which today is a lot more well-known, it's more widespread, the concept, than it was years ago when I first began learning about it. So that's very gratifying to me, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of your listeners tonight have heard the phrase before, unity consciousness. So I guess you want to uh, talk about what it actually means. Sure. Well, this episode's for you, so it, um, <laughs> it it is the topic of the show. So why don't we jump into that? So how would you describe the uh, the notion of unity consciousness? Well, uh, the best way I can describe it is by telling you that there is a grid that surrounds the planet. It's an energetic grid made of light. I have seen it, I have been there, and I have traveled on it. So this grid of light connects every thought, every idea, everything that, that we are is connected through this grid. And 
we have the ability, actually, using our conscious intention to go up to that grid and follow a line of light to a place that appeals to us and then using our consciousness, follow it to the place that it overlooks the planet. And in this way, uh, we call it time travel, but uh, you don't really need a machine. You can time travel with your consciousness, and I have done that. So everything that we think and everything that we say and everything that we do is connected through this grid. That's how we have inventions and discoveries happening simultaneously around the planet without communication between the people that are doing the inventions. You know, before we had the Internet, which is relatively recent, people were inventing things uh, at different places and coming up with the same inventions, such as the sewing machine. I remember when I was a little girl and I learned about the sewing machine and it was invented the same time in America as it was in England. This was a long time ago. And uh, obviously, and I remember thinking there's a link. There's some way that there's a, a, a link that nobody sees. We can't see it, but we can learn about it and be conscious of it and begin to see it with our, with our third eye, with our inner vision. That's how I see it, with my inner vision. And I have soul traveled, so it's important to understand while we're having this conversation that a lot of things I talk about and describe, I have soul traveled with the help of guardian spirits and been shown these things. So it's not like I read something else. And then sometimes validated when I do read it in a book, but I'm also always learning from spirit first. And that's, that's my path. That's very, very exciting to me. When I see something on my soul travels, and then I come back, and sometimes it's a week, a month, a year, five years later, I'll go to a seminar or pick something up and read it, and there it is. So that's that's the excitement of my of my spiritual journey. It's very exciting. Oh, I saw that. I saw that when I was soul traveling, and here it is. So the validation is very very. Exciting. So when I talk about the grid, I have seen it. I have used it for um, shamanic journeys. If I was to take you on a shamanic journey, we would go up to the grid in a uh, in a in a, a, a quiet meditative state and follow the line of light that appeals to you. And at a certain point, it will light up at a crossroads. And that's where you send your consciousness. And then we go down to the meadow. There's always a green meadow, which I believe is the transition place for souls. And then we follow that along to our garden. And we have our shamanic uh, journey where we meet soul to soul with people that uh, you want to meet with. Either they passed over most of the time or they could be here. You could meet with your spirit guide. You could, you know, you have all these amazing experiences. So it's not just me, but I've taken many, many people, many, many people up to the grid and they come down. So that's very, very exciting. And that is how information transfers. So I think it's important to say here that technology is mimicking the spiritual creation. That's what technology does. So the World Wide Web is actually a technological creation that mimics the light grid that surrounds the earth. Everything is here energetically before it's made into anything uh, material or uh, some kind of a technological device that we can use. And so I think that's a really big concept to understand. Everything that happens technologically happens spiritually first and is being mimicked. Now, in some ways, that's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It opens life up 
the millions of people. But unfortunately, because here everything is duality, uh, the negative side or the dark side, however you want to call it, enters in and can use it for purposes that are not good. And so that's what we have. Right. Well, the I, I like uh, what you've said. It's so often with, uh, as we go about our day, we look at the world in a physical form, in a physical sense. We can get on our computers and look at social media and and see what's happening in politics and whatnot. And, and our ego um, really likes to understand things through symbols and images. But um, I like what you said about how everything happens in consciousness first. And, yes. and with that notion, um, if all we do is stare at, at the, the, the physical matter... We've lost our connection with creation because creation starts in consciousness, and for us yes. to create a new, a new earth, uh, a more vibrant, healthy um, um, earth that's in harmony with nature, we let go of what we see with our eyes, and we use our consciousness as a vehicle of creation. To create the new yes, paradigm. everything has to begin as a thought first. But I would also like to touch on the unity consciousness from a perspective that just about anybody can understand. So when we have uh, a catastrophe on Earth, such as uh, what just happened in Sri Lanka, we know that we we feel terrible. We're here in in the United States. And we feel terrible to hear about this. Our hearts go out to the people that were harmed. And we look at the destruction and we just say, oh, my, how could anybody do that? That is unity consciousness. These are people that we don't know, probably will never know. But we feel their pain. We feel their heartbreak. We look at the pictures of them and sometimes we cry see their heartbreak. That's unity consciousness. It's felt in the heart and in the mind. The mind, um, I, I might go off on a tangent a little bit, but I can't help it, and it, I find it interesting. So the mind is actually, uh, the heart and mind are connected, and that's, that's the soul, the soul consciousness, uh, the spiritual part of us. The brain is the physical part of us. The brain is, is electrical and sends its, its uh, messages through the electrical uh, uh, points in the body. But the mind is free-flowing and connected to unity consciousness. And so that mind is connected to the heart, and this is how we feel it, our feelings. In our culture, it's like, We've become so scientific and technological. We have to realize that it's wonderful. Science is wonderful. I have a scientist in my family who I love dearly with all my heart. And he's, he's brilliant and he's learning all these amazing things. But we must not forget that our soul is the essential humanity, our soul and the soul is the heart and mind. Science is the brain. Science wants everything to be replicated exactly the same. But spirit does not always replicate things exactly the same. And that, that happens in, in, in a million different ways. It, however many billions of people there are on the planet, if, if everyone sees the spirit of their mother after their mother passes, we all have our own experience. And some of the experiences might be similar, and every single one of them is uniquely different in their own way. That's because it's spirit. It's freedom. Freedom is what we want here because freedom is what we know as a soul. Souls are not 
locked up or caged in. Souls are not given uh, laws that they must abide by. Souls understand the universal laws and know that they are not, they cannot be broken. And so here we have to have laws that uh, direct us physically, which feel like they're taking away our freedoms. So uh, this is a very important teaching, very, very important, because as wonderful as the technology is, and believe me, I, I coming from my world, uh, when I was a kid, there wasn't even TV until I was seven. At least we didn't have it until I was seven. Uh, so... Uh, to me, technology is really amazing, as it is to everyone else, and I honor it. But we must remember that technology going to the nth degree takes us away from our soul, and we have to learn to be the master of our devices and not allow our devices to be the master of us, because we will still be connected to the World Wide Web but it will not be the grid of light that surrounds right. the earth. It will not be the same. Right. Well, I, I so understand what you're saying. Just think, I if, mean, if, the, uh, if the cell towers come down, we we lose our connections, right? Oh, my goodness. Right. What are we going to do? The cell t- I, I lost my connection. My computer's not working. My This is not working. But guess what? Our connection to our soul and our soul's connection to all that is, is always working, always. The only thing that determines the strength of the connection is us. We determine how strong we want to be connected through our soul to all that is or how much we want to disconnect from it. And that's a very, very important message. You know, I never write things down before I have an interview or give a presentation or anything because I never know what's going to come through. And I trust in my guides. And my guides know who my audience is and they know what my audience wants to hear. And so I had no idea five minutes before I don't plan it out. I'm just open. I'm just completely open to my spirit guides. And so this is information that I consider sacred. And this is very, very important. All dear listeners, wherever you are in your home or driving or wherever you are in this country, I don't know how far your broadcast reaches, but wherever you are, please remember that. We are always, always and ever connected through our soul to all that is, to God consciousness, however you worship God. And it's determined by our desire to be connected. The World Wide Web, the technological connection, is not determined by us. It's determined by cell towers and technology and frequencies that we aren't in control of. So this is, we have to have a Wi-Fi connection and all of that. So this is what we must remember. And there is a part of life on earth, and I really don't like using labels. I don't even wear a label when I go places and they give you a label. I don't even put it on. I hide it somewhere on my purse. I don't like labels. Um, I, I really believe in, in freedom. If, if I'm looking at someone, someone's looking at me and our energies connect, we're going to talk to each other. And nothing wrong with saying, hi, I'm Francine. What's your name? You know, that's what I like. That's what I like. So while I'm looking into your eyes and say that. So whatever these forces are that are out there, sometimes I refer to them as dark forces, Uh, They want to disconnect us from our soul, create a different humanity, and they're doing it. I read about it all the time. A robotic humanity is what they want. Now, in some places, it's good when we get uh, prosthetic uh, replacements, 
God forbid, people have terrible accidents and a war, uh, prosthetic legs and arms and things like that. And it's wonderful. But we do not want to become robots. We want to think for ourselves. And more and more, the technology is taking over. You know, my 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 phone and my laptop both died out at the same time. I had them for ten years, so I, I'm getting used to my new ones. And you know, they keep telling me on my on my uh, when I'm writing an email, they keep suggesting phrases and words. I have my own phrase. I have my own way of speaking. <laughs> I have my own way of speaking. I don't want to be told a phrase or a word. You know, if I forget a word, I have a uh, thesaurus I can look up. You know, I can look up words in dictionaries. Uh, we don't have to be so lazy. We have to keep thinking for ourselves, people. We can't hand over everything to technology. We're going to give our, our humanity away if we do. Right. You know, um, in the intro, I mentioned that in it was I believe it was in 1991 that you met your spirit guide, and uh, um, after meeting your guide, um, you were shown images of your true authentic self, and yes. um, they re- they reminded you of your destiny here on Earth. Can you yes. talk about? Yes the the role of guides and and the the role that you have as your life purpose here on earth so this is fascinating now a lot of you who are listening may have already had experiences where your spirit guides or guardian angels uh, or other angels uh, grandparents who have passed over very often come back be the guide, a guardian angel for their grandchild. So you may have had one of these spiritual beings come to you as a way of introduction, and you might have been frightened. Now, once we show fear, they will go away, and they won't come back so fast. They do not want to frighten us at all. So if that has been your experience, like someone uh, said to me once, uh, The spirit being came, and she got so frightened, she chased it away, and then later she realized it must have been her mother. So, of course, she felt really bad. And I said to her, well, your mom is not going to come back to frighten you. She wants to comfort you. So call on her. Surround yourself with light. Whether uh, you have felt a spirit come to you or not, always surround yourself with light. I work with uh, all colors of light, but I prefer golden light because golden light is the light of creation. White is very neutral. White is pure, and uh, you can make it any color you like. So use your favorite colors to surround yourself. could be blue, a beautiful shade of blue or pink, lavender, and these colors are suitable for men and women. It's not like blue is for boys and pink is for girls. These are the unisex. It doesn't matter who you are, what gender you are, anything. The colors just appeal to you because they have to do with your soul, who you are as a soul. So surround yourself in your light, whatever that color is. And uh, for me, sometimes it was indigo blue. Indigo blue is a color I see in my third eye when I'm meditating. Uh, sometimes I see pink, but I, when I choose, I like to choose gold. So you do the same. Use your free will. Surround yourself in your light. That's your comfort zone. And then that is also your protection. And then call on the spirit of whoever your loved one is that you would like to connect with. And if you are already connected and your past loved one is coming back to you and you see them in your dreams, you can bring them closer by speaking to them, by sitting down very quietly, but you've got to be unplugged. You can't be plugged into your cell phone. You can't be playing games and, and listening to YouTubes all day. You have to unplug and be quiet and call on them and say, I long to hear your voice. 
I miss you and love you. Talk to me, my dear mother. I love you and miss you. There's no one like you in my life. And your mom will come through. And if she doesn't come through exactly then, she will come through pretty soon. And what you can do also, which I tell people uh, before we have a session, uh, call on your mom for three nights in a row before we have our session. And then when we have our session, she'll be ready to come through. So you can do the same thing. Practice, practice, practice. Visualize yourself uh, going up, up, up to the grid above the earth and seeing the, the beautiful golden light grid. And uh, if you ever find that there's a spiritual being that's presenting itself to you and you don't feel good, it makes you feel bad or it's giving you orders and telling you what to do, disconnect. You are allowed to send it away. You're very strong and very powerful in your soul. However you feel as a person, helpless and your voice doesn't matter, in your soul, you are power. Send it away if you don't feel good. But don't allow fear. Fear fear is the opposite of love. Just be in your power and send it away. And it won't come back. If it does, send it away again. If, if you send something away three times, the laws of the universe say that it cannot come back. Usually the first time it won't come back. But chances are you're surrounded with light. You're calling on the spirit of your mom and asking her to be your guardian or your grandma and uh you're being protected. You don't have to go through all kinds of uh, machinations for protection. Your protection, actually, I have a YouTube about this. It's the most popular one I did. I did a series of five-minute YouTubes, all unrehearsed, spontaneous, one after another, bang, bang, bang. I don't know how I did it. I I should have had something written down, but I didn't. And so it's all spontaneous, the one psychic protection. Our psychic protection is guess what? Guess what? Our own conscience. It's our good deeds. Every good deed we do, every act of kindness, every spontaneous thing we do, a smile to someone who looks dejected, uh, an offering of help, charity, philanthropy, whatever we do, um, and we all do things to help one another. Anything we do to help another person, to make the world a better place. If somebody says something bad about somebody, gossiping, and you and you say, well, just a minute, you know, that person is also a very good person because I had this experience with them. Stand up for people who are being talked bad about. And even if you don't know anything good about them, Say there must be something good about these people. It's not. It's not a good idea to put people down, like in racism and and and, and those sorts of things. So we build our light of kindness and goodness around us. That's what's called our aura, and that's our protection. Once you have that around you, you are protected. You are protected, and so connect with your spirit guides and your guardian angels. And they will guide you. Now, how do they guide you? Do you think they say, um, you must follow my directions now. I want you to go here and say this. No, that's not the way they do it. You will feel an inspiration. It is coming from you. You will have a dream. You will open a book and read something in a page that will inspire you. You will... Even on on the Internet, you will see something. Somebody says something. One of your Facebook friends will say something. You'll be inspired. And and you, you must be mindful. That's why we have to unplug from our devices. You can't, you can't, there's no way that we can be mindful of what we're doing when we're plugged in. You know, I live in New York City. People walking all over the place plugged in. So it used to be when you walked down the street, you looked at people. You saw people. You recognized people. You said hello. You smiled. Um, There was human contact. Now everybody's plugged in, so everybody's just in their own world, plugged in. They're not mindful of the world around them. So we need to get unplugged 
be mindful and aware of the signs, and you will receive them. You receive them in a million different ways. Somebody says something offhand to you. I think the biggest signs come from our interaction with one another as humans, having a conversation with people. And, and the person you're having a conversation with says something, and you say, oh, my goodness, I needed to hear that. That's what I was waiting to hear, and that inspires you. It doesn't have to be something that's monumentally big, like you're going to discover a new star. It can just be something that's leading you on your path to the next step on your path. You go to a bookstore, and a book lights up on the shelf. That's the book that you buy that day. You see? So your inspiration comes in all different ways. All different ways. So that's how my spirit guide came to me. I was at the beach. It was very quiet. This was before I had a cell phone. And the beach is a wonderful place. Wonderful, wonderful place. It could be the beach of a of a lake, a pond, the ocean, any beach. There's something about being by a body of water. And it's very peaceful. And uh, even nature of any kind. For me, it's water. For you, it could be being in the forest. Um, I personally like the idea of being by a body of water. And my spirit guide came to me uh, in Cape May, which is at the tip of New Jersey, uh, where the Atlantic falls in and meets, uh, meets the bay. And there's a great folding in of water. And uh, came to me, and I saw when you see a spirit guide, sometimes it'll feel like a dream, and he comes to you from far off like a light. You see a light coming towards you, and as he gets closer and closer, he or she uh, starts to take on an energetic form. And believe it or not, even if we don't call ourselves psychic, we are, because we feel one another's energies that's how we know that we like somebody or don't like somebody. You're feeling their energy even before they start talking. And once they start talking, you're feeling the energy in the sound vibrations of their voice. So we all are very, very psychic. And you will know that this is a loving being coming to you. So in my case, uh, I rose up to meet him in my etheric body. I was lying down, and I rose up in my etheric body, and he embraced me, and in his embrace, I knew who he was, and I asked him, how shall I call you, and uh, he said, uh, you may call me Adam, dearest mother, and this was the soul of a baby I had who had died uh, very soon after birth, and of course, I was devastated. At the time, it happened on my 22nd birthday. But you see, we never know. We never know in this life what seems like a tragedy could actually be a blessing because very often spirits that die uh, before their time for us, it seems like way before their time, will come back. We have to welcome them, be open to them, and they will come back. Or they may come to guide us through our dream world. And, uh, and and so we never know what tragedy turns into some kind of a blessing. The tragedy could, could inspire us to devote our life to that which took the life of our loved one before their time, whether it's an accident or whatever it is. You know, we all know how there are people out there who are devoting their life to putting the word out to save, save others, whether through drugs or car accidents, speeding, uh, any, anything, diseases, because that's how they're making the world a better place. And I want to say right now that whatever you are doing to earn your living, to support yourself, your real mission on earth, your soul's mission, is to make the world a better place. And we do that by kindness. So this is how my spirit guide introduced himself to me. And uh, we began communicating 
uh, with question and answer, he answered my questions. This is all in my book, by the way, Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light. Uh, The first part is the journey, and the second part is the initiation, uh, when I'm initiated into the way of spirit, which actually began, by the way, when I was three years old, and a guardian angel made herself known to me and reminded me that I was here to bring healing through love, through the power of love. So, uh, I don't know, did I go too far off on a tangent? No, no, did I don't worry. You did. You you were quite articulate in your answer as well. You know, the um you were talking about um if a spirit contacts you and you don't feel good, where where you just don't feel good, that that in and of itself is a sign that um that something's off. And and that's yeah. not exactly what my question is. I want to ask you about authenticity, because that what that what and and the reason I say that is when people start their spiritual journey, when when they first introduce themselves to the notion of a spiritual journey for themselves, there's so much information out there, and some of it seems contradictory. Some yes, of it seems. Yes. And, and and so what what I'd like to hear is um, the the notion of authenticity to yourself, you as an individual, me as an individual, how important it is for us to stay authentic to ourselves, regardless of the information that is coming in. Yes, yes, you're you're one hundred percent right. That's why earlier I said that I have my spiritual experience first, so I know that it's something, and then I find out about it here on Earth through a class or a reading or something. But I know about it before I read it, because I I think that there's so much information out there at this point. We don't even know what's real or not if we're going to rely on the news and what we read on Facebook. And uh, Facebook is so infiltrated with negativity. I cannot tell you. Um, I, 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 I guess I could say something. Uh, let me answer your question directly first before I go off because there's a million. What happens with me, there's a million thoughts coming in at once. Okay? So um, we are psychic. Our authentic self knows at every moment of every day what's authentic and what's not. It's just about us staying open and mindful and not letting ourselves get taken off a path by technology. This is my cry. This is my cry to humanity is don't let yourself get taken off your path by technology. Stay connected to your true, authentic self. You have a spark of light within your heart chakra that is the spark of your soul. The rest of your soul is in, we can call it heaven, in a higher dimension where it's safe. It's not safe for your full soul to come to earth. Too dangerous. It's a dangerous place, third dimension. It's very, very dangerous. So that spark of light that is your soul is so powerful in this body. And we have discovered, here's where science comes in, we have discovered that when we talk about how you feel things in your gut, that is where your true intuition is. It's right there in your gut. When you have your gut feeling that something is wrong, believe me, it is wrong. And you need to trust it. And if you all who are listening, all my dear listeners tonight who are listening, after this program, make a list of the times you remember that you felt it in your gut and you listened on one side of your list And on the other side, 
the times that you didn't listen. And I can tell you without knowing any of your any of your experiences, the times that you didn't listen got you into trouble. Whether it was a romance, a lot of times it happens with a romance. You meet somebody, oh my God, they wow you, they take you off your feet, and part of you is saying, oh my goodness, this isn't for real. There's something here that's just... Uh, there's something about this person that's just not right. I, I don't know. They, they just, and you don't listen because why? Because the ego is taking over and saying, we all want love. And here's somebody who seems to like me a lot. Believe me, if your gut is telling you different, they want, yeah, they like you. They want you for something that you have that they want to use you for. So pay attention to your gut. If it's turning down the wrong street, and your gut reaction is, uh oh, this feels a little scary. Don't go down that gut. Don't go down that street. You know, I pay attention to my intuition, whatever I'm doing. I was with somebody once, as an example, who only wanted to go to this restaurant. A friend said, You're in New York, you must go to this restaurant. So I went with her to the restaurant. I'm very, very, uh, when I'm with people, I like to do what they want to do. I'm alone a lot, and I have lots of opportunities to do exactly what I want to do. So I like to do what my friends want to do. So we get to the restaurant. We're standing outside. I took one look at the window, and then I looked past the window inside, and I said to her, I don't want to go in here. It's not good. This is not a good place. It's going to be dirty. The food is not going to be good. I don't like the vibe. I don't want to go in. She was so upset with me. She never forgave me. But later on, I learned that was a very bad place. So, and I choose places where I go by how I feel. Even if I thought I wanted to go there, if I get there and I have a bad feeling, I won't go in. So you want to hone that. You want That's your authentic self that will guide you. Never mind if a hundred other people like it. That's their authentic self. It's not your authentic self. You have to listen to your authentic self because your authentic self will take you every time you reject the thing that doesn't appeal to you and you go with that which does, you are validating your authentic self and strengthening it so that it becomes easier and easier for you to know where to go and where not to go so that eventually you can read something. You know, we're bombarded also on the Internet with invitations and events and things going on and 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 you see this thing two of your friends are going ten of your friends are going so you look it doesn't appeal to me yeah i'd like to see those people and if i went maybe i'd see them sometimes they say they're going and they don't show up but it's not for me that event is not for me so i don't go the more we go and override our authentic selves and then discover that it wasn't for us. After all, we're weakening our authentic self. Do you understand that? You want to sure, strengthen it's, your it's, authentic it's self, like a muscle. not weaken it. What? It, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like a muscle that if you check in with your gut over and over again, you're flexing the muscle and you have a relationship with the muscle. So when you need to be strong, the muscle is there. But if exactly. you don't listen to your gut and you disconnect and you and your ego just flutters around in all the symbolic exchanging that's happening electronically, you're disconnected from your gut and you don't have exactly. that relationship with it and the and the 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 trust of it really because the ego needs to learn. Um, I think a very powerful lesson is for your ego to learn the power of the sovereignty and the wisdom of your heart. And that and that yes. comes through repetition and trust. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And we can think about all the times we read in the news how a gang of kids went out, a group of girls, whatever, and uh, they all went as a group. You know, when you're in a group, it's a group mentality. Let's go here. Everybody goes there. Maybe you didn't feel like going there, but you went because your friends were going. And then what happens? Uh, something happens and the friends disappear and all of a sudden you're alone and all the time we read all these stories in the news of how a young woman is suddenly by herself and she's leading a bar or a place and some, and there's a tragedy. 
there's some kind of a tragedy. She gets into the wrong car or something happens because she was not listening to her own intuition. If she was, she would have said, my friends want to go there, but I don't. And she, right. and it's not easy because we all want to fit in and we all love our friends. We have our peer groups, but we must strengthen our own authenticity no matter what. That is a major, major teaching. That's the teaching of our time because there are so many things to lure us away from our authentic selves, whether it's the fashion world or, you know, whatever it is. It, 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 the whole materialistic world lures us away from our authentic self when we have to follow the fashion of the times, you know. And uh, I personally like classics. I, I'm a sweater and when I was younger, I was a sweater and skirt girl. Now I'm, uh, everybody wears black black pants in New York. I wear my black pants and sweaters. So you adapt. You adapt. You don't have to stay old-fashioned, but you adapt, but you stay your true authentic self. You see, so I don't like to to go according to the exact fashion of the day if it's crazy and if I think it's dangerous to walk in like wide-legged pants, Jim. I, when I wore the wide-legged pants, I fell, I tripped, because if the wind blows it or if they move when you're walking, you can get yourself tangled up in them. So now I don't even look at them. So that's my true authentic self. Sure, right. we look glamorous, but, you know, I'm saying, so all these materialistic lures that come along, we must learn to resist them if we want to strengthen that authentic self. This is a very, I can't say it enough, it's such a strong important teaching and everything in our time is luring us away from our soul, from knowing who we are. And the news is as well, getting us angry every minute, getting us frightened every minute. That's that's fear, that's anger, that's, that's like the opposite of love. Right. Well, it's, uh, I mean, hum- humanity as a whole is awakening, and there's so many uh, benevolent beings of, of light, if you will, uh, spirit guides and ascended masters. There's there's so much consciousness, um, yes. personas, if you will, that are here with unconditional love for us, and yes. and that that love that they have for us is to support us on our journey, and and the reason I say our journey is because love, and more specifically unconditional love, um, yes. doesn't have an agenda for us. It, it, Unconditional love always gives the choice to us, but but through their loving, through the the wisdom of their loving, they have uh, visions of what's possible for our life. They have images to show us of what we could do if we so chose. They don't they want to they don't ever tell us to do something, but their love for us can kind of transcend our own blocks, our own inability to think of ourselves as as powerful of beings that we are. So yes. when yes. when we so talk when about these part of your question uh, earlier, I didn't get to. So um my spirit guide brought me this is actually I saved it. It's not it's not in chronological order, but it it is where it belongs in my book. It's the last chapter. Um when I was taken by three beings of light. They came to me on my birthday, and I thought that was, I didn't even realize it was my birthday. They showed up, and uh, the next night they showed up again, and uh, this is how they inspire you. So they showed up on my birthday, and I don't remember now. It's written down what they said. It's all like loving messages. And the, here's the inspiration. The next night I wake up in the middle of the night, and I say, oh, how I wish. I could see the planet that I come from. Now, that was the inspiration they gave me the night before that I did not know. It was just in my consciousness. So when I said that, so you have to ask. So when I said that, they took me. And you go by consciousness. I don't remember being in any kind of a craft, but suddenly I was on this other planet. 
and I don't know what the name of it was, but it was my home planet. And there I describe in the final chapter of my book uh, what it's like on that planet, which is complete harmony. And by the way, that's my spiritual name is Harmony. And uh, you, you are given a spiritual name when your uh, sound vibration and light vibration uh, are in harmony or in balance, then you receive a spiritual name from the wise elders. This is what they told me. And they gave me the name of harmony. So there I saw myself as a being of golden light. It was the most unbelievable thing to imagine. I was a golden being of light, very tall, uh, inhuman form, but, but light, so much bigger. Uh, wider, rounder, uh, but it was me, and I had the ability to see myself as if I was looking at myself, but there was no mirror. Uh, I just saw myself, and I could see that it was me. I had my eyes. I had my smile. That's how I recognized, and the energetics of who I am were in that being of light, so I could see the filaments. When I looked down at myself, I could see the filaments, like uh, if you see um, pictures of veins and blood vessels so you could see the filaments of light throughout my body and they were very um, present and bright and glowing so I couldn't see like if I had a barrier like we had a skin barrier and then if we see our aura the aura is outside the skin barrier but when you're a being of light it's all it's all blended so uh if I use my conscious intention, I could expand that light being self to being even larger. But I recognize my own energy and my eyes and smile. So the eyes, how they say, are the window to the soul. We don't even understand what that means. But the eyes are, my dear friends who are listening, your eyes are the window to your soul. Because that's how I recognized that that was me. That was me. And, they t- and my smile, too, my smile. And they told me, they were standing off to my right on my peripheral vision, the three masters who, who took me there, and they told me to observe as much as I could, and I did. So I observed the place that I was in, which was the Temple of Light, where I am the guardian there of uh, 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 healings, people uh, people request healings from around the universe uh, to come there for special healings, and then I do it. So I think that I go there a lot. Uh, I've had I've been plagued in my life by all kinds of illnesses and strange things, and I'm just getting over something now. I kept praying, praying to my guides to heal me so I could do this interview in good health and sure enough today's my best day since the surgery so i've just been plagued by this stuff but you know the strange thing is that with every healing that they provide i go beyond the healing so my frequency is raised with every healing because when you're in one of the reasons you want to be with your guides, and as you said, Les, I want, to, I want to press on that idea. There are millions and millions of angels and light beings and spirit guides on the planet now. So open up to them because there's more than one. You have more than one guardian angel, more than one spirit guide, more than one master. Depending on where you are in your own evolution, you will have these beings around you. Make friends with them. Make contact. Be close with them. I'm so close with my guides that they are with me every minute. So when I have a a crisis like this cancer that had to come out, and I was so worried it was gonna, it was between uh, my the bridge of my nose and the corner of my eye. I was so worried about it. It It's such a delicate place, and it was very large and big. It was under the skin the size of a nickel, a terrible, terrible thing. And I have a kind of small face, so God, uh, it was just awful. But I healed from that, and it's not completely finished, but I, I got my face back. I was distorted for a while. My face is well, back. And well, Francine, uh, with that... Um, 
We're we're just about out of time. What? We're just about out of time, and I want to make sure the audience knows how to get your book and and how they can connect with you. Okay, okay. I I wanted to make the point that the closer you get with your spirit guides, the more they will respond to you and raise your frequency. And this is what's happened to me, and that's why I'm able to make this is my first public. Uh, appearance, you might say, you know, since I had that. And so uh, please connect with me on Facebook. I have a very interesting Facebook post. A lot of my clients and people that uh, know me through my work are my Facebook friends, wonderful, wonderful people. And so you'll be in very, very good company. And uh, my my website is uh, francinevale.com. And you can see my, uh, it's all free. You have access to everything I do on my website, free of charge. I don't charge for anything. I've done all my healings, 99% of them free of charge. Uh, I didn't come here uh, to uh, earn a living from my spiritual work. Um, So it's all offered free. And so you have access to my uh, my YouTubes and my different things that I have out there. And my book is out there, Song of the Heart. Buy my book, Song of the Heart. It's not going to make me rich. I get like a dollar fifty for every book. And you know what? They don't even give you credit for most of the books. Believe me, it's such a racket. But buy it, read it. Let me know that you're reading it. Leave me a five-star review. Send me a lot of love. I send you a lot of love in return. And we're friends and connected forever. And well, uh, that's part of the soul connection. I yeah. want to thank you for being our guest tonight. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. It's my pleasure. And I hope everybody will benefit and enjoy it. And uh, let's just love one another. Let's send love to one another all the time. So thank you, Les. I send Thank you. We've been talking with Francine Vell, and the um, the topic tonight has been unity consciousness and why every human is important. Again, her website is francinevale.com. Um, her late her uh, latest book is Song of the Heart: Walking the Path of Light, and she also has a book called Sarah. So the uh, the notion that there's there's so many beings, um, etherical beings, there's so many, there's millions of, of angels and guides that are here to uh, support us if we so choose. Uh, it's pretty clear that human free will has dominion over anything that's suggested by the gods. Otherwise, how could we have gone so far into the darkness? How could we have gone so far into the darkness had we not had the free will to choose the darkness? So the, so your free will is a very powerful mechanism for change, for good and for, for darkness. Your free will is not impeded by beings of light. We're here for the human experience. So I hope you enjoyed the episode tonight. It's it's always a pleasure bringing you new perspectives, new insights about what it means to be a human being on this planet at this time. You know, I have it on good accord that you, the listener, yes, you, yes, yes, you, the listener, are a very powerful persona. Your soul is a, is a, a very multidimensional um persona of wisdom, of, of knowledge of so many lifetimes. And and that soul shows up as you, through you, as you, as a human being. So trust in the reason why you're here. Trust in your life purpose. Don't fret about what it looks like to others. It's none of their business. Hey, you chose to show up for yourself. You listened to the episode tonight, and I appreciate that. I'm your host, Les Jensen. I always like spending this time with you. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com.
Thanks for listening.